You'll never believe this. A pastor and a rabbi walk into a podcast to discuss how faith and tradition should inspire but not limit us. Yeah, we talk about stand-up comedy, surfing, religion, family issues, Doritos, hemorrhoids, the bears, and absolutely nothing at all. You'll have so much fun, you'll never believe we're actually religious leaders. Unstable, there's nothing new about that, brother. How does it make you feel to know that your computer is saying you're unstable? I feel like my computer has a lot of gall to say something like that to me. Don't you think? I mean, how stable is it? It's so unfair. Uh, how stable is a computer? I mean, typically computers just do whatever we make them do. So they're incredibly stable. Unless it got wet or something. Did you drop your computer in the toilet? I have done that a few times. If you must find your computer, one. you draw. That's a story. No. Go tell us that. Tell us that one. <laughs> Actually, I done it most of the time with my iPhones. That's that. Like I used to have my iPhones in that pocket, you know, like the protect the pocket protector pocket on my shirt. And I used to like sit down and like lean forward and boom, just I've lost like at least a phone or two doing that. And we're talking iPhones. Not a good idea. I'm not sure where to go here. We can either talk about the fact that you wore pocket protectors. Or talk about the that you've con- continue with the the dropping the phone in the toilet thing. No, um, no, no. I never wore pocket protectors. It just looked like I was because I had the phone in there. So it's kind of dorky. What can I say? Yeah. Did you just like how it felt when the phone vibrated against your nipple? That was totally it. How did you guess? Eh, there's a little bit of eroticism was, there. Any, any. It was any, like my hip pack. <laughs> Any like man who's pack, you know I mean? confident in their masculinity <laughs> can wear a pocket protector, a fanny pack, and confidently say that their nipples get hard when a vibrating phone is against them. It's it's fine. It's okay. It doesn't doesn't mean anything. It's it's great. So have you ever heard Time Dane, for you to be okay with you? Did you remember Dane Cook's thing where he dropped his phone in the toilet and then his big joke was that um uh, a, 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 a drop of piss went right into his eye no and that, was his, that was the that was the joke i mean obviously he hammed it up more but that was all dane cook's stuff it was all like these yeah. these stories that he elaborated on and took side tracks and spoke in weird prose i mean that was it but that, that was, was like thing. 15 minutes of that one thing that you've done in 30 seconds now when you get Not the bad. phone okay so was that before you went to the bathroom or after or during that you dropped the phone in I would go with an after, a death, after. straight Ooh. after. So straight after. So then, how did you extract the phone? What was the process of extracting the oh, phone it was, no, 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 from no, the it urine was after, filled? After. What do you it mean? It was after after. It was after after. Like the flush had already happened. It wasn't like after during. It was like after after. It was just water. Okay, so it's just water. So how did you? What was the process of extracting the phone from the toilet water? It was a straight hand in pull out maneuver. It was not like a, there was nothing technical about it. And it was like, when you sit there and you go $400 just fell in the toilet, I'm not going, Ooh, I'm going to go get like a pair of needle nose pliers to pull that out. No, I'm going in and I'm getting that out. That's how I go. So full tank, full, full, full bowl of water. You just reached in there. Like, uh, like, like you were noodling a catfish out of the waters of Oklahoma. That you was- just reached in and grabbed it and ripped it out. If you want me to top this, I can top this without batting an eyelash. You ready? 
My I, no, I think you're trying to. I think you're trying was, to dodge was, the the fact here that you were wearing a pocket protector and dropped your phone in no, 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 and reached your hand in a bowl full of piss. No. This is going to get better. Are you ready? I'm going to top it. Yeah, but I was I, once standing. just so you know, no, no. you're deflecting. I think everyone hears you not, deflecting this, right this, now. You're trying seriously. to dodge the issue. Listeners are going to riot and they're going to circle back and they're going to want a whole episode on this. You cannot escape this forever. You cannot hide from the truth, Jamie. But go ahead. You do I, what I you need to do. If you think that Whatever it was keeps bad, you safe. me Whatever reaching into safe. a bowl of water and pulling out a phone, <laughs> I was once standing next to... And I won't tell you which child it was because I don't want this child ever to come back and talk to me about what I said over the, you know, the interweb. But there was a child in the bath. It was my child. Okay, let's, let's at least go there. Okay, it wasn't somebody else's child. My father-in-law was standing there in the bathroom. I'm bathing the child. The child is standing up, sort of like holding on to the rim of the, of the bathtub. And all of a sudden, as I'm in full conversation with my father-in-law, I hear this noise. Uh. He was like, you know, like one, two years old. And I was like, I just stuck my hand out and I caught what he excreted and just right next to it was the toilet. I opened it, threw it in and kept talking to my father-in-law and he goes, I'm not going to shake your hand for a while. And I was like, (laughs) I could understand that. I could understand, (laughs) but didn't even bat an eyelash. Like that's what parenting is in my book. You just, boom, you do what you got to do. You keep on going. You caught it like a rogue foul ball at a baseball game. That was it, man. And there was something foul about it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, definitely. You should, you should, I wish it was on film. You could have put that. There's like a, every year there's a, um, what is it? Unfatherly. It's a, just a dad's website sort of with all these, it kind of celebrates fatherhood. They have a, uh, uh, like dad catch of the year. And it's all these dads catching kids as they fall off the couch or like ninja moving without even looking. That would have been, that would have been in their top 10 videos. Oh, I think they would have gone, well, that was a different catch. That, I wasn't expecting that one. Hey, I mean, that's what, that's what sells on the internet, right? It's either that or arguments. Any, anything that's that hatred or Bernie or Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, Bernie. apparently. That, 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 that meme you sent me was pretty good about the pictures without Bernie in them. That's when he carried you. That was pretty good, especially for a Christian that was a who's, good one. who's heard the starfish story thousands of times about oh Jesus' God. footprints in the sand. And, and then when they disappear, Jesus, where Did are you? Did people ever tell you that? Did people ever tell you that story as if you haven't heard it before? Like a while ago, like a a a moil, a moil gets told the jokes all the time. And you have to pretend like you haven't heard that joke before, like the circumcision joke. You're like, oh, yeah, that's great. I never heard that before. Has anybody tried to pitch that one at you? Not recently. I mean, it's a pretty dated start. It's like 15 years ago, at least. But then people would say it and it would appear on like almost every, you know, Christian greeting card was and then Jesus carried you. But um, I think it's sort of it's sort of faded off at this point. Now Bernie will bring it back. Yep, Bernie will definitely bring He's it back. So like, back. but what you said, the the what sells on the internet this week is definitely anger, my friend. I'll tell you that much. And we we were the brunt of a little bit of it. Uh, I don't know if you uh, did. You know this? Who's we? You and I. No, no one probably, ever gets angry. Probably at me. more me than you. So listen to this. We, uh, for those who don't know out there, you can actually go out and find us. We have a, you can't believe this podcast Facebook page. Maybe if you actually use the the real name of the podcast, it's you'll never believe this. (laughs) You you said you can't believe this. 
<laughs> you know what's funny? It's like back to our original episodes where we kept trying to name the show and I kept messing it up. Oh, it's perfect. Right, Either good. that or you're sending the haters to a, a site that doesn't exist. You're like, if you hate us, go to you can't <laughs> never <laughs> ever believe that too much.com <laughs> slash org. All right. So what happened over there? And um, you'll never believe so, this Facebook and so and, uh, I just wanna I wanna Instagram. I wanna start with this, okay? I'm going to start with this. I've had a, I have a couple of different pages. One of them's for my Moyo website. You know, like I have a couple of different Facebook pages out there on a general basis. When I share things to groups on Facebook, which is what I do, it's either an article, something I wrote, whatever. It could be our podcast. How many people see what we put out there? You know, 2,000, 5,000. So I put together a post. Just keep that in mind in the story. I put out a post this uh, just after Shabbat here in Israel. Um, and the post was a, a, a screenshot of an article in the Times of Israel, which is an, a paper based here in Israel. It's an online newspaper, but it's a you know, Jewish publication. And it said, Hawaiian Jewish surfer surfs largest wave ever. Okay, that was the headline. Um, and I thought, no, yeah, like click, clickbait, yeah, a little clickbait. But the truth is people have been talking about it on, in the surf world and, out, and now outside of the surf world have been talking about whether or not, uh, Ko, 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 no, 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 Kuakai Rothman is his name, caught a hundred foot wave or a bigger than a hundred foot wave, uh, not this past Saturday, the Saturday before in, in Hawaii, there was a huge swell. So that was the sort of, and I thought, oh, you, you know, these surf groups will probably like to see this. So I shared it. As just before logging on with you, over 47,000 people have seen this post. And I think it's for the reason that you exactly said, there's anger around this post. And I'll tell you what happened. There were a lot of responses. And basically what it said was, actually, I, I, I sort of copied and pasted a little bit of the article. And it said, you know, uh, McCulloch Rothman was not really into his religion, but has started to come to his faith later on. And you know, so Jews, we get excited when a Jew does something, you know, like this, does, you know, any large thing, they get into it. So we got a lot of responses. Uh, one of, like a couple of the responses, a couple of the responses were, you know, people who were excited, can't believe it's 100 feet. Oh, sorry, I should put, I actually said, is it 100 feet? Is it not 100 feet to try to get people to, you know, weigh in? And um, some people got excited about the prospect of the wave being over 100 feet. Some people, of course, were saying, no way, it's not 100 feet. And da, da, da. actually, one guy, really funny thing, said, um, the whaling wall is actually bigger than that wave. I actually thought that was one of the best comments we got <laughs> so far, I should say. Uh, but what happened was, I would say somewhere around the 80% mark, uh, people kept saying, what does it matter that he's Jewish? Why does it matter that he's Jewish? This is racism. This is just dividing people further. He's just a surfer. He's just a human. Why do you care that he's Jewish? And it actually made me ask the question, and I'm going to throw it back to you, Ralph. Is it wrong to actually point out? Now, the reason I brought this, this article was because we talk about religion and surfing. I thought, what a great thing for you know our Facebook page. Religion, surfing, this is great. And I said, and then I thought to myself, is it wrong to actually point out someone's religious affiliation in this regard? Was it a bad idea for the Times of Israel to do that? I mean, not necessarily. I don't get why it's in the headline, though. Like, who cares? Who cares? Ah, what, so that's exactly who cares right. whether he's Hawaiian that's, or Jewish. 
You know what I mean? It's right. just like it's just like when you say like a, a female cop or a male nurse, you're like, are you putting down that group of people or are you pointing out that it's a rarity that there are Jewish surfers? I mean, and a Hawaiian surfer, that's, you know, that's like saying, uh, you know, uh, white milk. Right. Like it's like most a lot of there's a lot of surfers who are Hawaiian. It's not a rarity. So I, I have no idea why they put it in there. My guess is because it's Israel Times, they're they're You know, they're just excited to get their name into the Guinness Book of World Records <laughs> and they want yes. to claim it for the, They're Like this is one of us. Let, we'll That's take right. it. That's all right. the things That's we're right. famous for outside of uh, Hollywood <laughs> surfing. Surfing is a good place to be. Listen, I listen, a hundred percent you are spot on, right? That's exactly the question that most people were asking. Why is it, why are you pointing this out? And I think if you were saying this about maybe, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna backtrack what I'm gonna say in one second, but if you were saying this about any general publication, it would seem awfully odd to say Jewish, right? What does it matter that the person is Jewish? The headline is surfer rides over 100 foot wave, right? But in the Jewish publication, right? First of all, their readership never would have even seen this article, let alone cared about this article if it didn't say Jewish surfer catches 100 foot wave. Because we're, we're just, we're the Jews who are reading this. That's the, and I wouldn't call it, by the way, clickbait. I would call it, that's newsworthy to the Jewish people, right? Is more, much more newsworthy to them than some guy just caught a big wave off in Hawaii. That doesn't really. I mean, it Hit does seem market. it does seem more like small town local news, right? Like, like, uh, like in in Coventry, Rhode Island, where I grew up, right? We're we're near a lot of action, but it's it's a little more suburban, rural, and you know, small town boy gets big in the world would be great news for the Coventry Times. But Israel's not a small town in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's a well populated country and nation that so it just seems like it's a. Uh, I don't know, sort of, sort of uh, yearning or stretching to get some uh, notoriety, you know? Okay. So let's, let's take it this way. The, the second angle I was thinking about this was right. Every, like, so, cause people actually claim, and, and I, this could be very well justified that the Jewish time, Jewish newspapers will generally say there's been a plane crash in this place. And this is often the case. Um, the Israeli newspapers will say, this many people died in a plane crash. This many Israelis were on board. Is that wrong? In Israel? Is it an Israeli paper? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's an Israeli paper. Or it could also have publication in America. No, it's, you know, but it's a Jewish newspaper, right? And it's, it's, most of them are based in Israel anyway. But they're saying this many Israelis passed away on the flight. Should we, should we say, what does it matter? Why are you even bringing up the fact that there's really all humans died on that flight? Sure, I think it's a matter of the publication for sure, uh, because the New York Times it would seem anti-Semitic to say that. And okay, why do we? Why does it matter how many of them? I would. So uh, there's a big difference as far as who's who's you know who's posting and pushing all this information. I wouldn't care. I mean, I I mean, I'd care about the individuality of each human that was that was died on that plate plane. But if you're going to list that, you have to list all the Christians and Muslims and uh, atheists and um, agnostics, and then you have to list everyone's ethnicity as well, and you have to list the shoe sizes. I mean, what what shoe does sizes it, are very important. What, what does it matter if they're looking to be, you know, an international reputable uh, news source? I guess. Great. 
So the second way I would push back at this is that I would say, and I think your, your, your claim is a good one, right? Um, but what if we were to say that this is no longer a guy surfing a hundred foot wave in Hawaii, right? This is the Olympics. And how is the Olympics covered in America? You will first hear, and I don't know if you're going to hear, you'll probably hear all the others as well, but it says, this is how many Americans got gold. Is that wrong? No. Right. We wouldn't say that was wrong. Yeah, but it's a competition of nations against other nations. It's not just simply declaring that this guy. I mean, what else was unique about him that I think, again, it's like it's a, if it's a small if they're just trying to get like a small notoriety, like, look, he's one of us. That's fine. But I think that's I mean, in a larger population, it just doesn't necessarily make sense. OK, so let's take it to the next step, because this is I think this is spot on. I'll tell you what I was thinking. OK, what happened last week? I showed a video to my wife and my son who were sitting at the table of uh, this spot. Not uh, It's the same spot where uh, Makua Kai Rothman caught this 100-foot wave. It was might have even been the same swell. If it wasn't, it was the one just before it. Person gets an absolutely humongous barrel and makes it out. Okay, Now that, at this spot, it's the spot is called Jaws. Okay, It's the name of the spot. Uh, also called Piahi in, in Hawaiian. But one of the guys actually on the surf group made this great joke about the article that I posted, where he said, is the place called Jaws or Jews, which I thought was actually very funny. So, so but this, this person gets this massive barrel. I mean, you're talking a 30 foot barrel, at least comes out of it. And then I pointed out, which I thought rightfully so, it was a woman who made that barrel. And everybody in the surf community is celebrating the fact that this woman, her name is Justine Dupont, got probably, definitely the biggest barrel that, you know, maybe most people have ever gotten, but definitely biggest barrel probably that any woman has ever gotten. And she, sh I think she should be celebrated for that. I think it should be pointed out, woman gets biggest barrel. Why, why do we have to, you know, wipe off what she is in her accomplishments? This is a huge accomplishment. What do you think? It's totally different. I mean, it, it, why? Totally different because the fact that she's a woman is much different than like the, 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 the ability of a surfer probably, you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, the Jewish community is almost saying that in this article that you're, that you posted the Jewish community is saying that we, sh the, the Jews are, are less capable of these things. So look at how great it is. Oh. Where we're not saying that, that we're not saying that about women. We're saying that it's pretty notable that, you know, in times past, people have considered women to not be as athletic. And look at this; she's you know, leaps and bounds above most uh, most surfers. So it's not about sex; it's trying to elevate the fact that there is a quality in the athleticism. I would I say mean, that's, if that's what, making it. If that's, that's what Jews are doing, that's fine. But it just is sort of self-deprecating <laughs> at the same second. time. I. I have no, I, have, I would never put it past us to say that Jews are never, have not been known to be the, the greatest sportsmen and sportswomen of the world. And that is true. I, I just, in, I, but by pure numbers, I think it's true. So yes, it's a little self-deprecating, but in a way it's a similar feat. Somebody who is part of a group of people that is not known necessarily for doing these things, right? For achieving these things has achieved this great thing. Maybe the, the largest wave ever. It's just, in my mind, my, my issue isn't so much, you know, can the people do it? Can't the people do it? 
My question is, why do we feel this need to erase everyone's identity, to make everyone equal, when really it's a celebration of the people and how great they've accomplished things as who they are? Why, why not Judaism didn't make them a better surfer. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not saying that they're Judaism, but, but that's who that person is, right? That person is Jewish. I'll spin it around and say the, the sentiment that I felt like I was getting from the group or the groups that I posted this on was that religion to them was something that they didn't want to have part of their Judaism. I'm sorry, part of their surfing. They didn't want religion to be brought into this conversation at all. That was not something that seemed relevant. It almost seemed like the response was such that people felt that it was an, almost an insult. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Whereas I'm I'm sitting here on the other side going, well, isn't that what you and I are doing here? Like in a sense, I mean, our whole podcast is not about surfing people. If this is your first time here, welcome. It's not going to be all about surfing. But at the same time, I am very uncomfortable with anybody telling me that I should um, ignore or hide my religious identity or my surfing identity or any other thing that I think is fundamental to who I am. And that's how I felt this was coming off from this group. This person, why are you bringing up the fact that they're Jewish and did it? Well, he himself brings up the fact that he's Jewish. He celebrates the fact that he's Jewish. Why is that something that shouldn't be brought up? Yeah, but they're not telling him to hide it. It's in a, it's in a you know, national news source. So it's what they're, you know, his title and identification, essentially. And I think that's the part where, you know, I think some people, uh, some people like to be an overtly religious and saying, I'm a Christian, and so therefore I'm gonna to have to I'm gonna be converting people to other Christ, Christians. And if you're not a Christian, you're going to hell. I don't believe that. But same with Judaism. Right. You know, I think some people wear it overtly, whereas then there's those who, who who are covert about it. You know, they're not hiding it, but it doesn't need to be the thing that identifies them uh, as their primary identifier. As they're like, this is who I am. It's tattooed on my forehead. Everyone has to know this because it's the only thing about me. You know, and I think. I've had more clout in helping people uh, in growing in faith who, who have been um, de-churched or, or who are unchurched completely when they didn't know that I was a Christian or a pastor first. You know what I mean? When they just befriend me or start talking at a party or something, and then we begin to get into it and we begin to talk and they're like, what do you mean you're a pastor? You're, you know, you're completely normal and fun and you surf hundred foot waves. Uh, of course. And now you tell me that you're a Christian. Why didn't you tell me from the start? It's like, well, we're not all, you know, this isn't, this is who I am and this is what informs and inspires my life. But um, I don't know. I think there's something bold and brash about making it kind of the title. I don't think anyone's try- saying to hide that he's a Jew. Uh, it's just that it doesn't necessarily need to be in the, in the title. And it almost, it's almost like a, it almost is like clickbait. Like they're seeking, you know, kind of that sort of banter that happened on our Facebook page. Um, they're, they're seeking that kind of like argument about what, what needs to be said and what doesn't need to be said. I, I would love to get a, a sort of swath of the Jewish community and see how they felt about it, if they thought it was clickbait or not. Because I think in, in, these, in these newspapers and these publications, it's not, this is far from uncommon. This is, this is very common practice. You know what I mean? I didn't even look at it as clickbait at all. I was, I was 
I mean, from my vantage point, I was excited that they were covering it because I had already seen it in a couple of surf, you know, journals. And then all of a sudden saw it here and was like, wow, my community is celebrating a surfer. Like I was excited about that. And I never thought people would come back and say, what is this? Is this clickbait? And da, da, da. like, I actually, I mean, happy to read one. I mean, one of the, the responses that I got from somebody was really like, he, he took a screenshot of my Facebook profile and so look at the idiot who's posting this stuff. He should be kicked out of the group with religion and keep your religion out of here. We don't need religion in this. And I was like, so I wrote, I, and, and a lot of responses that came before that, I kept it sort of parv. I kept it, you know, I, I sort of said, oh, it was in a religion, you know, it was in a Jewish newspaper. That's why they're so excited. And we're excited because, you know, people say these, you know, because a Jew has achieved something. And I, I took it, I literally wrote a long response and said to the person, and I was shocked that there was no response back from him. And I said, I, you know, I've been in the water for 30 years. I met lots of people and I've gotten along with, I'd say 99% of them. And I said, and I find it interesting that people in this group find the religious point that comes up in this article so offensive. And I said, and I'm even more uh, sort of put off by the fact that you would take my, you know, person, my, the person who I am. And you, I mean, the difference between you and I, Ralph, is I don't have that option. I can't go to a party and walk into the party and say, I'm just going to be me for right now. And no one's going to know that I'm an observant Jew because I've got my keep on. Like no one is, unless I decide, oh, I'm going to put on a hat and I'm going to really, and that to me always felt like I'm hiding myself, but I don't have the option to walk in and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sort of you know, just be one of the crowd, quote unquote, and see what happens. Like I'm always overtly religious. I'm not, I'm not upset about that. It took me a long time to get sort of comfortable with that because some of the time I wanted to just hide. I didn't want, you know, when I was on the subway in New York for people staring at me all the time and, you know, wondering what is that beanie on your head? And I could see it in their eyes that that's what they were wondering. So I wrote to this guy and I said, listen, you should understand. I, I'm a little bit put off that you're, you know, sort of you know, thinking that the, the that this group was using his refili- religious affiliation in a negative way. And then I said, and then you sort of attack mine. Um, I'm proud of my, the fact that I'm a rabbi. I'm proud of the fact that I'm Jewish and I'm proud of the fact that I'm a surfer. And I said, if you spent more time being proud of the person you are, you probably wouldn't see this as a negative. That's exactly why it's clickbait because 47,000 people clicked on it because some most of them were uh, either uh, curious to see the fight that would ensue, or they had been hurt by a religion, Judaism or otherwise prior. And they had, they didn't know you, right. You're, what you're saying is they didn't know you. They didn't know the context of why you're posting this. They didn't know, you know, why you're proud of this or, you know, claiming that, you know, small town boy makes big, this is great. And so they're not even, like you said, they're not arguing with you. That's completely what clickbait is. It's people going, Oh, that looks, that looks juicy. That looks like something that's going to, and my guess is all the people who didn't post are just there. Like the people who, who are running in the hallway in high school to go see a fight, right? They're, they don't want to be a part of the fight. They just want to see the drama going on. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's, I mean, that's clickbait. I mean, I, my guess is we should get the, um, the newsletter, the, the right, the author of the article um, to, to be a guest on the show and ask like, why did you title it this way and not put largest wave? The other interesting thing is it's still not factually, the other reason why it could be clickbait is it wasn't posted by uh, the Surfer's Digest or any reputable surfing uh, record source. You know, it says that they're going to wait until the 2021 awards 
to certify it. And it's not in the Guinness Book of World Records. It still stands from several years ago in Nazaire, um, 78 foot wave. So, you know, if it were them posting it and claiming that it would be similar to the Olympics, you know, the Olympics saying an American one or a, um, an Israeli one, this, uh, this event, that's what they're supposed to do versus, you know, just a news source saying that it is. Um, I find it interesting uh, though, that what's happening here also is that it's clickbait dependent, in my view, clickbait dependent on the community. I don't think that people in the Jewish community would have seen it as clickbait, except for meaning the definition of clickbait. If you're defining clickbait as something which is going to cause this kind of fighting, right? This kind of back and forth and, and all this drama. I think people clicked on it and were just like, oh, interesting and moved on with their life. Like nobody was like the way that this response came from the outside the Jewish community as like, what the heck is going on here? What, why, why would you call, what does it matter that it's Jewish, right? Well, because you shared it beyond, my guess is that the newspaper is primarily read by Jewish folk, but you shared it beyond that circle of influence. And so, yeah, it does seem odd to those folks on a surfing uh, Facebook page or on a podcast who are following our podcast that isn't specifically about religion or Judaism. Once you share it in that bigger world, you're opening yourself up to that content rather than folks who that news who have already followed that newspaper kind of follow that idea of yes we're celebrating Judaism and Jewish folks and sharing news at the same time so then it becomes open and I think primarily the world doesn't see isn't isn't doesn't see that sense of pride that you and I might have and doesn't see that and has seen and been hurt by religion in some way claiming to be the only or the the primary source of what you know what some accomplished and so this may not be a, a bad example of, of this but they've seen too many bad examples and been hurt by too many times when people have claimed their religion has been the source of it and th and then it becomes you know if it's outside of the circle it's a whole different context that you brought it up in one of the quotes I'll share that I that I love um, that's I think it I can't I've never figured out whether it is Martin Luther who said it or whether it's just quoted to him. Um, but the short version is uh, the Christian shoemaker does his Christian duty not by putting crosses on shoes, but by making good shoes. Right. So that it is that the uh, craftsmanship of what we do shows that we're following God in a certain way and not, you know, giving up on stewardship of the earth. Um, you know, God wants our generosity, not for us to carry across to the food pantry while we're donating, you know, 500 pounds of food. Um, and so I think there's a, there's an integrity to it. Uh, at least of, of where I see it, there's an integrity to it of just doing the works of God and then allowing the transformation in other people's lives to, you know, come in in that covert way rather than the kind of in-your-face overt conversionist theory where you have to convert everybody and um, make everybody con conform to your ways uh, or put it as your title or, you know, the logo on your Facebook page needs to have a cross on it in some way. It's really, you know, people the song goes, they'll know we're Christians by our love. And it's more, you know, love is what's going to show first, not Ralph surfed a six, Ralph's a Christian and he surfed a six foot wave. <laughs> <laughs>
I listen, I, in a way I'm, I'm kind of jealous. I got to be honest. I, I feel like people, people in the Jewish community who get, I think, burned by religion or, um, or treated by someone who's religious and not the most positive light, um, you know, you walking down the street doesn't really flag them in any which way. And you can sort of have that um, subtle way of introducing them into your life as a religious person. Whereas when people in the Jewish community get burned by a, a religious Jew, which in Israel happens a lot of the time, there's a lot of animosity between the uh, ultra-Orthodox and the um, and the people who are, I'm just thinking of the Hebrew word, sorry for this, the, the non-religious, um, they the non-religious that see you with a kippah, even if it's, even if it's, you're not wearing the black hat and the, and the, and the curly hair, you know, sideburns, which are called payas, even though they don't see you at that level, they can almost instantaneously pull back and they don't, they don't really necessarily let you in because they, they know you're sort of functioning on that religious plane. And I'm quite, I'm a little jealous. I think that that way of introducing people into religion um, is just, it's probably very inspiring and it probably opens it up to a lot more people. You find that that works. Yes. But why do you think people shy away when they just notice the kippah or they notice you're, you're overtly representing your Judaism? Why do, where did that come from? So it depends. I mean, one, it could, it could be that somebody had, like I said, a very negative experience um, with someone who is religious. That could be one example Two, in this country. I mean, we're actually in the midst of, um, a semi-religious uh, uh, riot um, going on outside of Tel Aviv in a, in a town called B'nai Brak, which is an ultra-Orthodox area. Um, what happened was is that the police came in and the police were, found that the, uh, the schools were open against the law and they tried to close down the religious schools and they went ballistic and they started burning you know, things down, breaking glass, you know, all sorts of stuff. And immediately, even though I said, I, I, don't, I don't live in that neighborhood I don't dress like those people do, but I have a kippah on. Somebody who feels, you know, all sorts of tension um, could be because of COVID, could be because of, you know, the fact that these people who are uh, trying not to use terms that are, you know, but people who are ultra orthodox and learn all day long and do not pay taxes and do not work and they take money from the government to live for free and support their family, which happens people have a negative reaction to that. And I don't blame them necessarily for feeling that those people who do any people who don't work and take money from the government and uh, you know, get a free ride and don't, don't, you know, as every single person does in this country goes to the army and these people, a lot of these people don't go to the army. So there's this negative feeling towards the religious right off the bat in order to sort of overcome that hump. You almost have to convince people sometimes that you're not, that's not you. Yeah. Because there's so much politics and there's so much stuff wrapped up in it. I mean, what do you, so they've been, such a deficit. So to, to, to summarize what you're saying, it sounds like you're saying that they have been hurt by other people claiming their Judaism in similar ways. And so they assume you're, a, you're in the same brand, you're in the same, Correct. you're doing exactly almost like McDonald's, right? Like you can go to McDonald's yes. at least anywhere in the country and you know exactly what you're going to get, what you can order. And that's, I mean, that's with any group, especially religions. People will come to my church, they'll sit through a worship service, and then they'll say, this isn't Lutheran. And I'll say, well, what do you mean? And they'll say, well, my Lutheran church did this. And I'll say, we're not McDonald's. 
you know, it looks different. It feels different. And in the same way, you know, you get the, you get the negativity uh, of Christians and Jews in the same way where people have made some pretty bold claims of what they've done, positive and negative and called out their religion. And then, you know, the world that sees this kind of makes some judgment calls about, okay, everyone who's in that category, um, has to be this way. I remember seeing an article that was totally offensive uh, when Harvey Weinstein was being called out on his sexual predatory behavior um, for his decades um, as a as a Hollywood mogul. And it said in the very first line that he claimed his Judaism gave him some sort of power. And I thought, oh boy, Judaism oh is God. screwed. You know, but it it's pretty close to the same thing that you're saying about this uh, this surfing article, right? Like, it claims in the very first line that that you know uh, he's Hawaiian and Jewish, uh, and so that you know people look at that and think that's the source of it. Uh, so it's tough to figure out, you know, where's the line? How do we take pride in some things without being brash and looking offensive, or like we're saying we won and shoving it in everyone's face, but also not claim the um, the hiccups as being a part of our, our style, right? Like we want to own the good stuff that Christians and Jews did, but we want to, you know, say, well, we want to uh, clarify that we're not a part of that same group uh, when something goes wrong. Right. I think, listen, I think every, uh, I hope that most Jews um, don't shy away. That there, there, there was actually, it's amazing how many things in the news came up in this uh, podcast today, but there was a, a woman named Malka Leifert, who um, I, th- I think it said has been in Israel for 10 years now. She had been brought up in char- on charges of ch- child molestation in Australia and had been awaiting and going through all sorts of legal battles and was finally just today extradited. And she is a, she's a f- ultra-religious woman, okay? So, and she was brought up on charges of sexual molestation of children. It took over 10 years, I'm pretty sure, to get her to be extradited back to Australia. And as much as I am celebrating Makua Rothman for you know surfing this 100-foot wave, we need to take ownership, like you just said, over the things which are not positive as well. The fact that this woman, right, because what happens is a lot of times, um, and this happens in a lot of Jewish community, uh, sorry, a lot of religious communities, someone will do something wrong and it's attempted to be swept under the rug. And it shouldn't, it, we should, like you said, we need to own our, our achievements and our failures one and all, right? And if you, if you try to sweep things under the rug, especially in a religious context, it's the quickest way to lose everyone. It's the quickest way to lose your, all of your credibility to not take ownership over your failures. It's very true. I mean, it's humbling, but, you know, and especially in news. So what you should do is you should um, write an editorial of that newspaper, send it in, about um, one of the waves that you surfed and wiped out on something, something embarrassing, and and call yourself <laughs> Jewish Moyle Jamie like, Leiter, uh, Jewish surfer, slips on the <laughs> slips on the face of hit. rolling mush. <laughs> Hurt the story uh, you told on, on the, the wipeouts Beach episode. Beach about- <laughs> about hurts his pinky on a board and then whines about it on a podcast. That would be a great counter article. And he's that, definitely Jewish. He's very, very Jewish. People, Make sure. 
Very, very good. There's no question about his lineage whatsoever. And like, and people on the beach were heard saying, shut up. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You're a pinky. Yeah, I, uh, I got to be you're like, come on, man. I do um, want to know, I, I, yeah. as I re-listened to that episode, when you told that story, you said you were talking to a 10-year-old boy who you dinged his board and you looked at your elbow or your pinky and it was there was there was blood from your pinky. What did the 10 year old boy do? I would love if he like rolled his eyes and be like, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even make any mention of it. He was like, look at this guy. He hit me with a surfboard and now he's complaining that he has a little cut on his arm. What I'd a, love what to hear point. that kid's perspective. Get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Um, I'm telling you that, but there, look, the, 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 the problems of that we face, I, I'm just going to put it out there as well. There were a lot of things that, Sometimes when I feel like I'm tuned into what to talk about, things just sort of come in all at once. Um, we've talked about the podcast before, but uh, Smartless Podcast actually has an episode that I just started today about, I don't know, five minutes into it. And their whole topic is atheism. And the whole lineup of people on the podcast, the three hosts are, are all about how they just are atheist, they completely forsake religion. And it was like eye-opening to them. And it was the greatest thing that ever happened to them reading this guy's book, who they're interviewing. And they and I just am like, oh, oh man. It's I don't know about you, Ralph, but it's hard for me to hear things like that. Does it does it pain you as much as it pains me? To hear that there's atheists in the world? To hear people that I love. No, no, to hear people that I love and respect who I think are amazing podcast hosts and amazing comedians and actors and have achieved so much to just say the greatest thing that ever happened to me was I found out this was all fake. Hmm. All religion was fake. And, it, and I, I believe me, I think every person in the world should make their own decisions and live their life to the fullest, however they do it, whether it's in, you know, as from a religious context or not in a religious context. But at the same time, it's hard for me to sit down and listen to people that I love and respect and hear. I just think there's no God. And I think that they're, you know, this is all just a big hoax and wow. all the wolves been pulled over everybody's eyes. But I think there's part of a responsibility for us to, to help reconcile that idea of, of why, you know, why, what, what happened there? Was it the actual theology that they figured out was fabricated or untrue in the world? Was it the actual beliefs of God and who God is? Or was it the people who said they represented God? Uh, from from the beginning five minutes, I, I'm afraid it might be all of the above. I got to be honest. Sure. Um, and you got to wonder what's first, though. I mean, for a lot of people sort of justify, um, they, they find the science and the research to back up what they've already determined personally to be true. And I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point, right? It, it, same thing with the coronavirus, right? People have made claims uh, on what they believe, and then they've found science articles um, supporting them, even if they're totally, you know, unfabricated. Um, fabricated, yeah. Or scientists who are just looking for that sort of notoriety. I think that's the that's the thing is what's the source of it? Um, when I'm when I'm a guest on Smartless, I'll ask them about it. You're a good man. You are a good man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't waste that opportunity to be three great uh, acting and comedic minds to not ask them where the source of their atheism was. 
I'm watching Jason Bateman's uh, Ozark right now. Kendra and I have been. Oh, watching. how's that? It's amazing. It's the new Breaking Bad for us. It's just, it's ultimately just one of the greatest shows. The writing is incredible. There's a few things that you're kind of like, ah, oh, that was wonky or out of the blue or, or that was a convenient solution to that extremely con you know, deep problem that would take three episodes to solve. But acting's great. Uh, Storyline is, is fun to watch. But if you've seen Breaking Bad and like it, it's, it's kind of the next thing to watch. Uh, along the same vein and Jason Bateman just kills it again as long as you don't as long as you haven't typecast him um, as being the kid from Hogan's Heroes uh, you'll and you can give him some bandwidth now that he's in his 50s (laughs) yeah right can we we loosen it up a little bit you know like let him have like a little bit from the 80s that he can let go of now and just do a little something yeah Uh, yeah yeah again it's clickbait if the article said kid from Hogan's Heroes uh, you know uh, laundering money for drug cartel it's just as bad as saying you know jewish surfer lands largest wave in history how did they even i don't i don't know i'm still waiting for the Go verdict ahead. to come out on this wave here because i think some so of the- i think i all right i watched the i've watched it quite a few times and there's one there's one huge problem in all the footage that i've seen it at first when i when i watched it i thought that it was foggy that morning but it wasn't that it was foggy. The problem was like when they, when he first takes off on the wave, it's very foggy looking. And when then I saw it at a different angle, it was actually when the wind is offshore for those who don't surf, when the wind is going from the beach to the ocean, which is actually usually cleans it up and makes it great. When the wave starts to break, you get all the, these water droplets and foam and stuff that come off the top of the wave and goes yeah, back. Messy, towards yeah. back. Right. So that mist was so thick because it was so windy. You couldn't see him for like the first 30 seconds of the wave. You really couldn't make him out. And that first 30 seconds, the wave sort of started off very large and you could see it was just massive. And the lip of the wave, the, the part that was coming down was so thick. And then it was like, it kind of tapered off by the time he came into full perspective, it was, it sort of tapered off and got smaller. Hard to tell. So then, so then my theory on that fuzziness as I watched it was it's exactly what happened in the matrix when there was something so profound that the viewers or the, the experiencer couldn't understand it got fuzzy or glitchy. And so I think, you know, the, the, the truth here, the facts are, that the Hawaiian Jewish community are utilizing the matrix to give themselves <laughs> records and news articles in order to draw people to their religion. And I think that's just inherently wrong. I mean, the matrix is well, pure and I, holy and sacred ground. It should only be used for dodging bullets and uh, yes. some really iconic, iconically bad overacted moments. Uh, yes. But never, never to be a part of your religion. I can see why people were offended it was in there if he's using the matrix to get there. Well, to be honest, uh, you're giving an awful lot of credit to the uh, 20 Jewish people that live in Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken, it's a very small community in Hawaii. The Jewish Hawaiian community, very small, very small. But I will tell you this, if anybody has a problem with religion and also loves the matrix, I don't think they fully understand the movie. I'm just going to put that out there. That entire movie is just Christ. Like, am I wrong about that? Is that the way you saw the movie? The movie is what? He's Neo is, it's Christ. Neo is the, the, he's Christ. He's Jesus. 
No, he's Keanu Reeves from Point Break, and he's just evolved a bit and learned how to <laughs> utilize the Matrix to solve crime. <laughs> uh, he's what I got to tell you, he's one of my favorites. I love his acting, but at the same time, I feel like there are moments where I feel like he might have been fed a line where you'd go, really? Like, there's a point in the in Point Break. You one mean of my I can dodge parts. bullets? <laughs> when he goes. <laughs> He's like, this is your wake up call, Bodie. I am an F B line. I, (laughs) I agent. Like he, he is not exact, but I, but I I will go almost to any movies in if it's not like the notepad or the lake house or all those things. Oh God. No, we're devolving. We should probably wrap up. So people. Ah, yeah, let's wrap it up. People. Well, we, uh, we want to thank you for being part of this. We want to thank you for coming and uh, yeah, no. So guys, if you want to like, share, subscribe, we don't even know what you can do, but if you want to do it, do it. Uh, We're happy to have you part of the community and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for coming, Ralph. And Jamie's also uh, selling his time to close out podcasts and other episodes in really bad ways. Uh, Lots of stuttering and not knowing what to say. So uh, if you're interested, just... Just DM us and uh, we'll get we'll get you hooked up with uh, Jamie's assistant to get you his fees for um, rambling and also mis yes. mistitling the show that you're actually promoting. Are you are you, uh, are you my assistant? I wonder who the assistant is. I haven't met the assistant yet. Is it you? No, I'll have my people call your people. Uh, we'll do lunch. All right. All right. Peace out. Later, guys.